Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back with you. Um, we got a podcast today that I believe it's going to help you in your faith, something that the Lord's been showing me. I actually had the uh, opportunity, the privilege to preach um, this along with um, another message, which I'll do a podcast on um, soon, uh, on night 1004 of The Stand. And so we're going to talk today about agreeing with the Word, coming into agreement with your, the Word. I really believe this is the first step uh, to really walking in faith before you can talk about uh, really anything else. Strengthening your faith, um, uh, taking thoughts captive, staying in faith, not wavering. There's, there, there has to be a decision to agree with the Word. So we're going to read, um, uh, first of all, from, uh, let's read from John 15, 7. John 15, 7 will be our base scripture for today. It says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you or remain in you, you will ask what you will, and it'll be done for you. I believe the reason why many people uh, struggle to, to see their prayers answered is because there's never a moment where they come into full agreement with what the Word says about them. There's a lot of promises in the Word. One of my favorite scriptures is 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4, and it says we're partakers, the, the exceeding great and precious promises. Man, there's, an ex- there's exceeding great and precious promises, and it says that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. There, there are so many promises in the Word that will really bring you out of any situation or bring you in any into any favorable situation that you could look for. The Word of God will bring you out of poverty and lack and bring you into abundance. The Word of God will bring you out of mental torment and bring you into peace of mind. The Word of God will bring you out of sickness and disease and bring you into not just not having those diseases, but supernatural divine health and protection and dominion over sickness and disease. There's so many great things in the Word that we can grab a hold of, but the first step is to agree with the Word. I want to read then from Luke 8, and this is a familiar passage for us. I've taught um, many times on the podcast about uh, the, the sower sows the Word, the parable of the sower. I'm going to read it from Luke 8 and of Mark 4. It says, When much people were gathered together, there came unto him out of every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed. And then we're going to script down to verse 11. It says, Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then comes the devil, and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Verse 13, They on the rock are they which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, and which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. So I want to stop there, because... There's many people you may ask, well, how is it that Satan can just come in this parable? How is it that he can just come and steal the word? How is it that he's able to do that? Really, it's because people don't decide to take the word personally. The first thing you have to do in your faith when you hear the word is qualify yourself for what you're hearing. That's why the greatest area the devil attacks people when it comes to faith is on the level of their righteousness. And he says, you're not righteous enough. You're not good enough. You remember what you did. And he tries to bring up the past. He tries to bring up the past to defeat you. And so if, you, if that sounds familiar to you, that every time you go to pray and ask the Lord for something, you've got this, you've got this voice in your head that's saying, well, you don't qualify for that. That's not going to work for you. And really, whatever the reason is, right? If it could, if it's because you didn't read your Bible this morning, or if it's because you stopped tithing for a year, the Lord's not going to bless you now. I know you've been tithing again for six months, but you weren't tithing for a number of years. The Lord can't bless you. 
Whatever it is, you have to qualify yourself. And how do we do that? How do we qualify ourselves? We do it by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says in Revelation 12, it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. And they love not their lives unto death, but it's the blood of the lamb. Because when anytime an accusation, the verse before overcoming by the blood of the lamb says the accuser of the brethren, he's an accuser. So he's going to come and say, you're not righteous enough. You're not holy enough. You haven't done enough. You don't qualify. And if he can get you on those grounds that you don't qualify, then you'll never move forward. So you have to realize that when the word is spoken, the first thing you have to do, once you've heard it, obviously it's hear it. If you're not listening to preaching, then you're not hearing anything. If you're not listening to, I mean, here you are listening to this podcast, but if you're not listening, then obviously that's the first step is you have to hear. But once you've heard, you have to agree and receive the word. You need to come into agreement with the word of God. There's many people that have just never agreed that divine health is for them or that healing's for them. They'd like it to be, but they've never made up their mind. John 15, 7 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you want. I know for many people that feels like such a weird thing because there's this, obviously there's a humility in our lives towards the Lord. There's something called the prayer of consecration where we say, Lord, I'll go where you want me to go, where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. And I'll say what you want me to say, not my will, but yours be done. And so there's a consecration. Lord, if you want me to move to China and preach, I'll move to China and preach. My life is yours, right? You're yielding your will as Jesus did in the Garden of uh, Gethsemane, where he said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. So we're yielding our will to the Lord. But there's also a decision when it comes to faith. What does the word say about you? You know, the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. So that there's, you have to decide that word applies to you. You have to qualify yourself for that word. Lord, that, thank you. That, if that word's not for me, who's it for? If it's not for now, when's it for? There's a qualification process which lets you come into agreement with the word. That's for me now. Otherwise, it'll always be, well, you know, and this is what the devil will do. Well, you know, there was aunt, aunt so-and-so who believed for healing and she didn't get healed and she died. And then, okay, so if that person's experience negates the word of God, you'll never agree with the word when there's been a single person that didn't experience what the word said, which the devil will accommodate you and get all those stories into your ears and into your memory, and then nothing will ever apply. The first step to moving forward in the things of God is to come into agreement with the word for yourself. What does that mean? Two things. Number one, you agree that it's for you. And then you agree that it's for now. Faith is now. And so when it comes to financial blessing, we talk about the heaps. It's March. It's the third month. If you're a member at the river or you've paid any attention over the last while, it's the time of the heaps, according to Second Chronicles 31. From the third month to the seventh month, they laid the foundation of the heaps. So if, if you, the first thing you have to do is, is agree. Lord, the heaps are for me. Lord, I, I'm here for the blessing. I've, I qualify for the blessing. Lord, I'm a sower. Lord, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. And I, I walk before you the way I'm supposed to walk before you. And I qualify for the blessings. There has to be a point where you say, yes, Lord, that's for me. And for many people, they never do that. So they try to be in faith and they try to stir themselves up. But they've never made a decision. You know, you have to decide. Job 22, verse 28 I'm going to read you a scripture here out of Job, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic Version. Job 22, 28 says, You shall also decide a thing and decree it 
and it'll be established unto you. And the light of God will shine on your ways. The first thing you have to do is decide. I looked at, um, just for this podcast, I looked at the definition of decide. And it says, uh, it says here, to make a final choice or judgment about, to bring to a definitive end. There has to be a decision that's for me. I'm going to have that when it comes to your healing. That healing is for me. I've made up my mind. I'm not dying from this thing. That's your will. You know, if your will is not in it, you you won't receive your healing. If there's still something in the back of your head that says, well, Lord, if you want me to come home early, that's not how this works. You know, the Lord has given us authority. So I don't believe God says, okay, here, 20 years for this one, 40 years for this one, 60 years. First of all, he said, with long life will he satisfy you. So if we're talking about long life, 40 years is not long life. 60 years is not long life. 80 years, I wouldn't even say is a long life. You know, you only start saying that's awesome when someone's like 92 and plus. And my grandma's 96 years old and she still drives. And you're like, oh, that's that's awesome. Right? So long life is not 80 years old. So, But there has to, there's, the ball is in your court to what you decide to contend for. Amos 3 verse 3 says, how can two agree? How can two walk together unless they agree? And yes, that can apply to marriage, but that whole chapter is actually talking about walking with the Lord. How can you walk forward in your faith unless you agree with God's God's word for your life? If you don't agree that you're coming out of that sickness and that disease, you won't have it. If you don't decide enough is enough, there there has to be a point where you draw the line in the sand. You know, if if you've seen that reference comes from, you'd see different, uh, uh, like, Western movies where someone would be backing a guy up, backing a guy up, and then the guy would take a stick and draw a line and say, if you cross this line, we're going to fight, right? And then if, if the bully steps over it and if the guy doesn't have guts, he'll back up and make another line. If you cross this line, and that's what the enemy looks to do. He looks to back people up and you say, all right, Lord, your faith prompts you. Believe for a new car. Believe during this heaps time for a new place to stay. Believe believe for whatever. Believe for your t- uh, tuition to be paid for, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. And then you never come into agreement with the word that yes, either because you don't know if God really wants you to have that. Well, if your faith's prompting you to do it, not like the, you know, the buddies are like, man, I believe Lord for a Tesla. And then you're like, well, I should do that too. That would be good. I'd like a Tesla, but you only have faith for a bicycle. Like your faith, but if your faith prompts you to do it, I'm going to go to healing school and I'm going to get my healing. I'm not going, no, I've decided. I went to the surgery last time the surgery failed. I'm not going for another surgery. I'm going to see the Lord do it. You know, this isn't medical advice, but whatever your faith prompts you to do, God's wanting you to step forward in. But if you never actually just agree, James 1, 5 through 8, James 1, 5 through 8 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and abrades not. And it will be given to him. But it says, and then it says in verse six, it says, "But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like the wind of the sea. Uh, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You know that's the total opposite. To decide means you're no longer double-minded." To decide means you're no longer double-minded. No, I've made up my mind. This is my decision. That's really what a marriage vow is. I've decided that for the rest of my life, I'm sticking with this person. I'm not ever falling out of love with them and just saying, well, we, you know, we fell out of love. No, I've, we're going to be together till death do us part. I've decided. And it's like, it's like when you, where are we going to go for lunch? I don't know. We could go do Mexican. Oh, you know, the new sushi place is open. Mexican sushi, go back and forth. And then you have that person who's like, let's just go get some tacos. And then you're like, oh, 
Cool. People like in our society, we like people who are decisive, who just make a final judgment about it and stick with it. The first step in your faith is to make a final judgment about what you're deciding to believe for. Otherwise, you'll be double-minded. Otherwise, you'll wake up and not feel good and you'll say, well, you know, I guess the Lord hasn't healed me yet, so I should probably just go. If you want to go do the doctor's way, do the doctor's way. But whatever you do, decide And then, so that way you can apply your faith. Because if one day you're believing the Lord for a new place to stay and another place you're believing for just another next day you're believing for, Lord, if you can't provide me for that, then just a a place where I have my own room will be good. Well, decide. Make up your mind. If you're believing for a new car then or a used car or a bicycle or whatever you're believing the Lord for, make up your mind, get it in the Word, hear it from the Word, let your faith will prompt you, and then decide. You have to come to a point of decision where you say, yes, Lord, I agree with your word. I'm going to lay hands on people and they will recover because you're no respecter of persons. Lord, and you said believers shall lay hands on the sick and they recover. The next time I lay my hands on somebody, they're getting healed. And I'm going to pray until they get healed. There's a decision that comes. I'm not trying this. I'm not trying to cast out devils. I cast out devils because the name of Jesus has power over all unclean spirits. There has to be a decision where you come into full agreement. That's this is what we're doing. And I'm going to stand my ground in faith. If you don't, the devil will always, always, always back you up. I don't believe we have people listening that get backed up by the devil. I believe we have people listening who've decided and made up their mind. The heaps are for me. Healing's for me. I will walk in divine health. I will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. You have to find it in the word, grab it and say, I've made my decision. You can't talk me out of it. This is what I'm going to do. I've put a decisive end to all questionings. This is my choice. You, Job 22, you shall decide a thing and then decree it and it'll be established. Obviously, it it has to line up with the word of God. But when it does, then you decide it and you stay the course. Your decision to come into full agreement with the word. You know, uh, Matthew 18 says where two or three agree as touching anything, it shall be done for them. And today we have, uh, our, I'm recording this on a, on a Thursday, we have our anointing service today. And um, really, that's the prayer of agreement. I'm going to go lay hands on people. And my faith is that every single person I lay hands on will be fully healed. The power of the Holy Ghost will go into that body, destroy that arthritis, destroy that cancer, des- destroy that stupid, defeated disease. Blow it up. And then them, when they come, they they need to bring the same faith that I'm coming and I'm saying that when the moment hands are laid on me, if if I go to pray for them and I say, what do you believe in the Lord for? And they say, well, I'm just believing the Lord. Would you pray, brother, that that uh, that the surgeon just does a good job on the surgery and there's a quick recovery? You know, if that's what they want me to believe for that, you have to agree at the lowest level of faith. So I. My job is to preach them to a place where they're like, no, we're go- Jesus is my healer, right? But either way, you have to come into agreement. If I, if I decide I'm going to believe the Lord for $1,000, my wife says, let's believe the Lord for 5000 If we can't come into agreement, we have to just agree on the lowest number we can agree on. So there needs to be agreement when you're agreeing with somebody. When two or three agree is touching anything. So if I want them healed and they want a good surgery, then I just have to say, okay, well, I'm going to agree with you, Lord, for a great surgery. I'm going to agree with them and I'm going to agree with the word. And then the Lord will do it, whatever you can agree on. 
But for many people, there's never that agreement. But as you leave this, I would even encourage you, listen to this again. Get this down into your spirit because it's not up to the Lord. What you end up with within life, out of the word, there's many things you can end up with. You can spend your whole life with, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, and that's your whole testimony, and there's seed begging for bread. Or the next verse talks about lending. Those are two different financial situations. So until you agree that you're a lender, you'll never lend. You'll never be in a place to lend. Until you agree. You come into agreement with the word. I believe we got a, a listeners, uh, uh, listeners who are full of faith, who agree with the word, and from today are going to work mighty exploits in the name of Jesus. I love you. God bless you. If this podcast has helped you, and I have a feeling it's helped a lot of people, uh, would you share it on your social media? And then also, um, my wife just launched her book, and I'm asking you as a favor to go buy it. I think it's like there's a sale on Amazon. If you're listening to this soon through the record date, it's like 16 bucks or 17 bucks money well spent. If you uh, ever want to have children, if you know people who want to have children, if you know, um, if you even know someone who's a female, just buy the book. I mean, it's probably even a great uh, way to try to pick somebody up. Hey, I wanted to bless you with this birth with joy book. I'm joking. These are terrible things for me to say, but um, the book will bless you. It's got a great devotional. It's a great book on faith. And if you're believing the Lord for uh, um, to have children, uh, and then for those of you who even if you're not married, but you're a woman, you're believing, Lord, to have, that, that you're going to be a mother one day. This will start preparing your faith. So we love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast.